Good morning, everybody. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. And we are right here inside of Gomeglat having a live show in Cedarhurst. We're not on the Lower East Side this morning, so uh, turn on your computers and, um, and, and uh, apps. Of course, your apps. I love the apps. It's been such a lifesaver for me driving around town. I need to hear my Nachum Siegel Network colleagues talk, and I turn on that app, and there is so many of our great hosts. From our great network, our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. I'm joined by an incredible group, an incredible lineup today uh, here in Gomeglat. Usually, I have one or two cooking demos and a you know a nice couple of guests, and we got some giveaways. But today's show is action packed with demos. I thought it'll be such a nice thing. We've got it. such a busy time of the year coming up between Purim and Pace. Pesach is just around the corner. I always tell everyone, for me, it's Erev Pesach. So I hope you'll stick around. I'd like to thank the Gourmet Glut team for uh, hosting us here, uh, Yoli Steinberg and Howie Klagsbrun and the entire team. I, I don't want to name every single person, but every person in this store has been so helpful and so in- instrumental to our uh, Nachum Siegel Network team. Uh, Miriam Wallach, General Manager, Danny Goldberg, ZK. Thank you all for coming here on this freezing Freezing, freezing cold morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. Uh, I love to cook food, shop for it, eat it, especially shop for it right here in Gobe Glart. Uh, anything food related, anything food related, I love to eat at restaurants. As much as I love to cook, I love to eat at restaurants. I also I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontov, for Pesach, anytime you don't feel like cooking, give me a call. Um, so I hope you will tune in and stay tuned, especially for this hour and a half supersized show, and you'll hear about, hear about all our cooking adventures, but I like to hear about your adventures too. So please feel free to email me at naomi at nachamsegel.com and uh, share where you ate, what you ate, you know, with whom you ate it, and some recipes that you like to own. I'll share that on the air with all our guests. Uh, check out my website, theaussiegourmet.com, and join my newsletter, and welcome to Gomeglat. I have Dahlia Abraham Klein joining me in the, st- I was going to say in the studio, in my Gomeglat studio. Um, thank you so much for coming in today. It's a very cold morning. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me oh, here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, I can't even remember who introduced us. Uh, Was it a kosher feast? Co- kosher Fest? Kosher Fest. Okay. It uh, could have been a Kosher it Fest. It could have been a Kosher Fest, and you were telling me about this, your Chalat uh, book that was coming out. Through Esti. Through Esti. Oh, right. Right. Esti okay. Kafra, yes. right? Yes, yes. The amazing Esti Kafra up in Toronto. Uh, have all of her books. Um, actually, before we get started, you, you just reminded me. We had a giveaway. We had cookbook author Kim Kushner on last week, and she uh, donated a book for our giveaway, just like you've done also. So I'm going to announce the winner of Kim Kushner's cookbook from last week, The Modern Menu. She has a second book coming out, so we're very excited for her book as well. So the winner is Sarah Rifka Rothman. You won The Modern Menu by Kim Kushner, and we'll get that out to you very soon. And another announcement, the iShine Bake Sale is quickly approaching uh, right here in the Five Towns. So if you're going to be in the Five Towns next week, it's an amazing cause. They do so many things for children or families who have sick, uh, sick members and their family, and they really help the kids who are, are part of the family, and, and they do homework with them, and, and they, they uh, feed them dinner. It's just a relief for mum and dad so they can be with a sick child. The healthy children get 
you know, a little uh, bit of extra love and attention. That's really superb. So we're going to raise some money for them with a bake sale at the home of Bonnie and Heshi Shirts, 88 Migrant Avenue in Lawrence. That is going to be next Wednesday and Thursday all day. So uh, you'll be able to get some fabulous baked goods. If you have an announcement, even if you don't live in New York, we have lots of listeners all over the country. Let me know if I can share any of your uh, bake sales or uh, cookbooks that your school is producing. We'd love to. We're all about sharing the food. Dali and I were just talking about sharing the food and sharing the love. So um, let's share the love of your book. <laughs> let's hold that up. Um, for those of you who are watching our show as well, I'm just holding up Dali's beautiful book, um, Spiritual Needing. Through the Jewish months. Uh, through through the Jewish months. So it's just not, you know, a, a, a typical challah book that has uh, recipes. It does have some recipes, but right. it's not a, a cookbook. It's a it's a guide as well. Right. It's ba- basically using challah to build up your spirituality month by month. And every month there is a Jewish theme, and you draw down the Jewish theme into the challah. So I take you through the process every month. And it's really for a Rosh Chodesh group. It can, it's, I wrote it for a Rosh Chodesh group originally, but it can be used really Rosh for... Rosh Chodesh groups are popping up all over the place. Right. Women, to get, women getting together, right. doing amen groups where they're all taking, uh, saying a brach and everyone else is answering amen, to doing challah groups together. Right. Um, in the past, since the 1960s, there's been a resurgence of these Rosh Chodesh groups. I think that women want to feel a part of um, the rituals, and they don't want to feel separate. They don't want to feel a part, but more like a part of it. Um, so this kind of like surfaced since the 60s, these Rosh Chodesh groups. And the way it started for me, though, that's a long story. I have it in the book as well. Um, <laughs> we, we can, you can, can you give us a little rundown, a little bit? Where did you get the idea, at least, for this book? Um, it was kind of, it wasn't like all of a sudden an epiphany. It was like one thing that fell into another. And it's like, really, I felt like God placed me in certain certain positions in my life for this all to converge into one. So originally, I was in a meditation group for many, many years with women. And I incidentally, at one of the one of the times that we were meditating together, there was this new woman that showed up over there. Her name is Jocelyn. I mentioned her in the book, and she's a brilliant, brilliant Torah scholar who told me at the time, and it wasn't necessarily a Jewish meditation group, but she told me at the time, you know, that women gathering together has been an inherent part of Judaism from the beginning of... Right. The women stuck together. Right. And even, even in Mitzrayim. Right, exactly. And but I didn't know this. Right. You know, I was kind of like new to this. And then it kind of struck me. And then I actually started to gravitate away from the meditation group, and I started to form my own um, Rosh Chodesh group. And I said, you know, something women should be doing something like a mitzvah in Rosh Chodesh. And I said, you know, and how about challah together? And so the whole idea of. And then I started to realize that every single month of the Jewish holiday, there's practically a holiday. Every single month. Right. It's, known, it's become known as a women's holiday. But every single month, there is some type of Jewish holiday. Um, 
So then I started to incorporate the theme of the holiday into the challah, and that way the challah could be kind of like a springboard to reach God, to reach God, and it could tell a story. So you bring the challah to the Shabbat table, and then the challah, and every month it looks different, it tastes different, and it starts to be a conversation piece. And right. You can start to teach Torah at the table based on your beautiful challah centerpiece, yes. which is so nice. Right. So let's talk about, um, you know, you know, there's so there is so much to talk about. We have so we could do an hour and a half. <laughs> um, about the book because you know b- besides the themes there's also the the challah uh, shaping so we're going to go in a little bit in right. a couple of minutes over to do one or two shapes together but like let's give an example um which tishrei your challah has it's a stuffed challah with apples and silan apples and honey like how right how brilliant is that right it's it's made with instead you know in god's when God spoke of honey, he actually was referring to Ceylon, to date honey, which is actually, um, so that's one of the, that's the sugar that I incorporate for the challah instead of regular sugar, so for that month I use Ceylon. And then I, you, and then I make a spiral, which is very typical right, for the Jewish right, holidays round, as well. And then here. I top it with almonds. Um, almonds in Hebrew is shaked. Ah, right. So, um, I top it with almonds at, at for Tishrei as well. Um, yeah, um, here, uh, wait, I wrote some down. Um, Adar Bet, which is, I guess, not this year, but... Um, Adar Bet is the extra... It's a le- rose, right? The, Wasn't Adar Bet a rose? Oh, Adar Bet is... Okay, so we have the leap year. Right. Okay, so the leap year... When we have the leap year, the one that I do is I do an egg. I impregnate oh, the right. challah yeah, with yeah. the egg. Right, 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 yes. That was Adaraf. Yeah, I wrote it down, and, and, and um, ER was a pull-apart challah, and Nissan was a pita bread, I guess, right. symbolizing Yetziat Mitzrayim. Like right. every, every month has got this lovely theme. Right, and for this month, we're in Shvat. I use the seven, you know, the seven uh, Shivat Minim in the challah, and okay. I shaped it in the shape of a pomegranate. As well, because it's one of the seven species of the land that God blessed, so I shaped it in the pomegranate. But then I use, I basically incorporate all of the seven species into the challah as well. Yes. Again, using using olive oil instead of regular oil for, you know, maybe like a vegetable oil. Using, again, silan. I'm going to hold that bo- the book up a little bit yeah. so people can see. Over here. We can um, show the inside of the book as well. Yeah, we'll show the inside of the book as well. Um, you also talk about, besides the shaping and the recipes and... and um, you spoke about the, the kavanah that, that one has when making the challah. It's not like, you know, you just throw in together a recipe. Each, even kneading the dough has a, right. an explanation and what you should be thinking about. Right. Drawing I love down, that. Drawing down. So the way that I introduce, what you know, in my Rosh Hodesh group when I gather women together, and you can do this on your own as well, as long as you read it and you bring in the intention. Um, I, while the yeast is proofing, so there's like 10 minutes during that time. Right. So that's when I'll go and I'll explain the theme of the month and why we're shaping it and the ingredients that we're using. And then while we're meditating, like for Shavat, it's according to the Kabbalist, man is a tree in the, uh, man is like a tree in the field. Okay. So we go into the whole, um, because it's Jewish Arbor Day, Shavat. Right. So we go into the whole theme of the tree and when you're kneading and how your roots um, which you don't see are basically your ancestors and your faith, and you kind of like oh, you kind of like need that, right. and to your legs are like the trunk, and they're holding very steady. Um, 
you and that's needed into the challah while you are need that that kind of intention. So there and you, then then you bring it into the challah. And we're going to do this right now. Yes. All right. Let's pop over to our set over there. Let's. Uh, all right. We are going on a walkabout. Uh, as being an Australian, I can use that term because. Well, okay. All right. Um, you're going to be on this side. I'm walking from doing this little walkabout from the uh, table, literally the table for two. We're walking over to our set where we have, um, as you can see, a beautiful display. Thank you, Miriam. This looks lovely um, that we set up. Okay, we have right here some dough, which I pre-made. This is great. Yeah, no problem. We were talking about... Uh, that's, okay, that's. I'm oh, going to hold this for that. you. Okay. So, see, I've got my mic here. <laughs> I'm going to hold this for you, okay. and we're going to do some demos. Okay, it's going to be a tricky only because I need some space. Okay, we'll make, we can make you some space. We're going to be doing um, a, a uh, okay, I'm going to hold that up for you. Okay. You just, I'll hold that up and you just do what you need to do. So, for the month of Shvat that we're in, I'm going to try to pull this off. I know, and we're I tried to, to get it at room temperature. Your challah should always be at room temperature. Yes, it should be at room temperature. It's also easier to work with at room temperature as well. So, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to do the challah for the month of Shvat. And there's two different challahs that we, they basically are pomegranates. So, I shape it as a pomegranate. So, we're going to now roll this dough into a pomegranate shape. Yeah, That's so little, cool. This is a little sticky. I might have to do it on... On, on the, it's a brand, brand new, very clean tablecloth. <laughs> this is a little tricky okay. to work with. So what I will do is, is I'll try to roll this out, and it should be rolled out almost to about three feet long rope. So it's very long. It's so very, we want a very, very long. It's very, very long. So that's why I'm trying to like work with this. Okay, we'll make the a mini one. We'll make a mini one okay, today. Okay, so the alternative, the other pomegranate that we can do is basically so that it looks just like a real pomegranate on the outside because in the book it's cross-section pomegranate. Okay. So the, the easiest way only because it's hard for, to work with oh, right no. now. Oh, <laughs> no. No, well, let me wait until maybe it warms up and then I can do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So it's just to really... Form this into a ball, just to give you an okay. idea over here, just like this. So We're forming so it into a ball. Dahlia's rolling the, a piece of challah, the size of her fist, a big a big chunk. Right. Into a ball, just like that. And okay. then it's I'll take off a little piece, a little piece of dough. Like, mm, and I'll roll it a into... A tiny little ball, like the size of your thumb. Right. And she's and rolling I'll, it into a I'm tiny piece. I'm rolling it into a tiny piece. And what you want to do is... You want to place it right at the center of the ball on top, and then you take this knife, and that ball, what you do is, you kind of, with a knife, you create a plus sign. Okay, so Dahlia's cutting. She has a big dough ball with a tiny little piece on top, and then she's cut the like tiny piece on top into a plus sign, so it is turned... So, so it's kind of like the top of the pomegranate. <gasps> That's beautiful. Look uh, See, it's supposed to see how it mimics it's supposed this? To, right. It's supposed to look like that. Can we lift then, it up a little bit? So let's lift them both up. I can. We can show it to up to the people who are watching on our YouTube channel. And then, and then what and we would do. On this is right now playing live. And, and then when we wash it, what we want to do is we want to use pomegranate. With the eggs, because we want to give it kind of like a red sheen. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Does, that, does the, the red sheen works? Can we splash a little on? We can splash okay, a little let's, on. Okay, let's take our egg. We've got two eggs here. Okay, I'm going to, can we see this? 
We can splash a little. We I'm can splash. How about we do this? Okay, this is what we're doing. We're taking some pomegranate juice and we're pouring it into a little clear bowl. And okay. then what I'll do is then, and if we have, if we have um, some sesame, to just kind of to mimic the top if we have. Oh, that's so cute. No, no sesame here. Raisins. We've got some raisins. So what I'm doing is. Oh, I'm, gives it a red, a red it hue. It gives it a red, a red hue. hue. Right. That's lovely. And then when you put this at the Shabbat table, this is funny because it kind of looks like arts and crafts. Yes, it does. It looks like we're painting. Okay, just mix it with that. Okay. We're just scrambling out. I meant to scramble the eggs before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a lot to do this morning before the show started. And then what we'll do is we'll wash the egg. Now, you wouldn't want this to rise uh, longer than 30 minutes, actually, okay, yes. because you'll lose also the shape on top. Oh, that's so interesting because it grows again in the it oven. It grows again in the oven. So what I would do also is I would just um, wash it again with the pomegranate and on top of the egg just to keep that red U if on you, it. That looks beautiful. If you would like to win a copy of Spiritual Needing, you know what you have to do? You have to email me at naomi at nachamsegel.com and I will put you in for the drawing and that, that will be announced on next week's show, uh, two weeks. In two weeks, I'll announce the winner on that. So you have two weeks to uh, get that in to me. Um, if you're not watching us live and you're watching, listening to us on the app, you've got till about middle of February to let me know if you want to be in the drawing for her fabulous book. We're going to got about one minute left, and then we're going to uh, wrap up this segment. Dai is just getting a nice piece of challah, doing her last shaping now. Next up is going to be Shifra Klein, Joy of Kosher Magazine, who is joining us today with yet another fabulous edition, a Purim edition. Okay, we have an amazing lineup. Oh, she's warming up that. She's warming up her dough. Okay. Okay, I, the next challah that we're going to make is for the challah that's coming up, which um, let's do a quiz here. So where does the story of Purim take place? Which city? Shushan. Exactly. And, <laughs> and in Hebrew, Shushan sounds like... What is it? It's a rose. So yeah, Shoshana, a rose. So we're going to make a rose-shaped color. Yes. Okay, and that's going to look like this when it's done. Right. Okay, I did these a couple of weeks ago. If you're on my Instagram page, I did I did these a couple of weeks ago. This is very easy to do. You should oh, just rolling out a big, long, long rope. Strands, right. A big, long strand. So for, for the rose color, it says got that... got a minute. Oh, we have a minute. Okay, so I'll try half. to do this as fast as possible. <laughs> a half. We've got about a half a minute left. Oh, my gosh. It, it goes like that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, okay. So what you need to do is you need to roll out the strand till at least two feet long. Okay. Very long. That's very about long. About two feet long, and you okay. can fill it with anything. Okay. Okay. Um, and just roll it. You make little cuts. And then you make little cuts just like this. And then you roll it up. Okay, we're getting that in. She's made little cuts into the dough strand. She's going to roll it do, up. And then what you would do is you would just roll it up just like that. You would roll it up and then it kind of... See how see, pretty this, that looks? This is a miniature one, but you want to do this much longer. This. Right. That's going to turn into this when we bake it. And I see you put some seasonings on top. Daya, this is great. It goes by so fast, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. I know. I'm really sorry. Yes. We couldn't give you any more time no, this no. morning. No, no. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank it was fabulous Thank to have you. you on the show. Stick Thank around. We've got yes. some fun stuff going okay, on. I'm on. just going to put this down here. I'm giving this to Miriam. And we're popping up over here. Okay. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Hello, Shifra. Hi. 
Okay, I'm just popping back up. I'm going on my walkabout. That's an Australian term. I don't know if anyone's seen that Paul Hogan movie from the 80s that goes on a walkabout. So it's what the Australians do when they need to change scenery. They okay. just go on a little walkabout. So we went from the table to the... Yeah, that was set. really, really interesting. I know, it's, it's fantastic. I was really enjoying it. Especially as, as someone who really likes to bake challah. Yeah. I mean, it's so amazing how many... Amazing ideas are out there. Right. Yeah. I know. Keep them coming. I yeah. love, you know, Dal and I were talking about sharing the love. I love to share sure. the love. And let's continue sharing the love of joy <laughs> of kosher. Okay. I'm just switching my pages of my notes because I have some good stuff to talk about again. Yeah. We uh, also, we did some perm inspired challah. I, I know. That's very challah. cute. Yeah. Right. They did. They did. Um, okay. So I have that on my list of things to oh, talk okay, about. Fine. I'm going to put that so we'll down. we'll get there. Okay. Um, wow. No, another beautiful, um, Edible book. I call this the edible book because always the front page, you've always got something spectacular on the front. Well, it has to be, right? Right. Well, we let our readers vote for it. Right. I think that's such a cute idea. And it really helps us decide because it's hard. There's so many beautiful pictures. And how do you choose? Right. And how do you choose? So we really get everyone's opinion in. Yeah. And and then the the winner is chosen. I like this because I like galettes. You know what's I, interesting? People like to choose the traditional uh, food item. Yeah, I noticed like that. Like Yom of Time, people chose challah. Uh, now people chose the hamantash and galette. It's interesting. Right. And but that's what speaks to people. Right. But I think there's something about being a from Jew that yeah. it's all about tradition. Exactly. Everything we do is masora, masora, masora. Exactly. Like it's nice. I like that. Okay. Um, as usual, you've got, besides just having the Purim uh, yeah, section, that, it's a good cross-section a lot. You know, everyone knows who who knows me knows I love to travel. Now you've put this new thing in my head, Hong Kong. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the writer Elise Glickman wrote it. She had visited Hong Kong, and she told she shared so many amazing uh, different tips, uh, travel tips, and also like what to see and the Jewish culture because it was so interesting to read about the Jewish history of Hong Kong. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. I know there's currently there's a lot of Australian Jews that have gone right. to Hong Kong for business. But I didn't know it was so established. Yeah, I mean, Jews have been there since the 1800s. Right. It's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. Always yeah, as long so as they've been in Australia. So yeah. I thought that was You're a really great piece. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, the torch it. I love to torch. You know, everyone, you know, I like to church and I like to deep fry. <laughs> I'm getting a big thumbs up from Aviva, Chef Aviva Friedman, who posted something on Facebook last night about deep frying. So I like to deep fry oh, and I yeah. love to torch. Yeah. So I love so to torture. torture. I love the torture article. book. I was once in a um, restaurant and um, in an airport. I was ju- we were just getting coffee and I saw that they were bringing out all these torched grapefruits. Oh, wow. And they called it um, creme brulee. Yeah, grapefruit brulee or something. Grapefruit brulee. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to learn how to do that. And I, I've done it since. All I have to do is, oh, we could have done it here on set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get a I torch. Mean, it's, yeah, it's really the easiest thing. We happen to have, like, we've been using torches for, like, years already creme brulees, whatever. So we had some lying around. Um, my friend was laughing. She's like, I don't have a food torch lying around my house. But um, it's I've really something that's like inexpensive and it's so much fun. And yeah. it's a great gift. Yeah, I think we might be having some torching later on. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I did see Aviva bring in some sort of creme brulee thing, but oh, I'm fun. not sure if that's, okay. that's creme brulee. Um, okay. And then I just want to talk, let's talk about the latest, um, I think this is shidduch that's been made. Okay, yeah. you know, she doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Between Chef Chaya and Cooking in Heels. Okay. They are one of yeah. the biggest Instagrammers. If you are an Instagram and you are following the Nachum Siegel Network or Naomi Nachman or Dahlia 
or Joy of Kosher Magazine. These two ladies have massive followings. They really do. For good reason. Of 10,000 followers each. So you can shout out to them. I haven't even met them. (laughs) I'm like dying to have them them in the the magazine. So now I see that they're in the magazine. I'm like, that's fantastic that you got these two. They have, they run their businesses just on Instagram. Like I've got a blog and all this stuff and a radio show and they've got Instagram with so many followers. And they did, they did the most exciting thing. They did like, we like to do like twists on tradition. So like, right. we, like we said, everyone loves traditional foods, but like, how do you switch it up and change it up and make it right. exciting? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we did, they shared a sweet potato trina that like literally blew my mind. It was amazing. Do you get Who to eat everything? Think, yeah, we taste everything that's in the issue. Obviously, we have to make sure that it's good. <laughs> okay. No pressure, Nate. Yeah, yeah. It's a very tough job. So um, it was just amazing, incredible, with some Ceylon on it, and some. It was really great. Okay. And yeah, it was. It was really worth trying. It's amazing how the dips, like you know, speaking about how yeah. the evolution in kosher totally. food, right? How the dips, like yeah. you know, it used to be like hummus and tchina, and you'd yeah. put that out, or maybe the roasted garlic, because I've seen that yeah, around for twenty yeah. years. But now all the crazy dips that are coming out, all the Israelis that have bought their eggplant salatim and all the like. Yeah, and it's such a fun gift, like talking about Purim. So every article that we did was, you know, how do you take that and give it as an edible gift for Purim or any time really because it's always nice to give someone a gift that they could eat. Yeah. So um, dips are like the ultimate. (laughs) It's so easy to pack up. You could pack it up with some trina or chips and those dips will really impress whoever you send it to. Yeah. Yeah, dips and chips for... You can make for pizza chips, pizza. We did pizza in the magazine, so that that's great. Um, and yeah, that was another edible gift idea. So we really took it, every article, um, and showed how you can take it and make it into an edible gift. So that was fun. Um, that was great. And I like yeah. the soups. I like how you did the soup yeah. section. But I have to... Um, not that I'm running over the soup section, but I yeah. love caramel. I've become yeah. obsessed, and I'm a big fan of Little Miss Cakes at Melissa. Melissa K, okay. shout out, right? Shout out to you, <laughs> Melissa. I hope you're watching because uh, we are sharing our love of your talent uh, as well in the book and as well as in person yeah. in the magazine. But I love caramel. Yeah, and she's given, amazing. And it's so popular. I've done a lot of like cheese and caramel pairings lately. Yeah, oh, that's Fruit. interesting. Cheese and caramel. Che- goat cheese and caramel mm. is to die for. That's a really interesting idea. So, so yeah, we did a salted caramel is very trendy right now. Like yeah, anything everything. salty and sweet is like the ultimate. Right. So like just drizzling a bit of sea salt on your chocolate chip cookies, we'll take it up a notch. So we did salted caramel. And what I love about this recipe is that I'm flipping Melissa it. Kay is a pastry chef. And in the magazine Enjoy of Kosher, we always get different experts to share their experience and the best way to make things. And what she did was she took something like a caramel, which is really difficult, um, I think. It's very difficult to, you know, really perfect. And she gave a very simple recipe so that you really can't mess it up. Right. You know, and I, um, I've burned a lot of caramel right, in my days. I know. I'm, and this so one hard. is such a good recipe to have. You know, she has a simple salted caramel yeah. sauce. And I asked her, I said, can I make this for Pesach? So um, I, I put it on Facebook and... Um, she said to me, call me right away. Or she goes, I'm calling you. So she actually, like two minutes later, she called me and she says, okay, try it with honey and oh, let me know how it goes. Okay, so how was it? I haven't made it. I'm doing oh, okay. it Sunday. <laughs> you let I'm, us know. I'm doing it Sunday. But, you know, she, you know, people from the book like to hear the authors. You know, you can For reach sure, out to yeah. them. They all have amazing blogs. Reach out to and Little Miss Kay. And they all share original they, recipes just for the magazine, which is really cool. Yeah. And she took the salted caramel and showed how to use it in four different ways. 
And each one is an amazing edible gift. So <laughs> it's really exciting. It's Shifra Klein approved. <laughs> well, I guess you don't get into the magazine and if, if you you're not. if you would taste it, you would approve it too. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I, of course, I love Alexandra Rovati. Yeah, she's Trying great. to get her on the show, Alexandra. Oh, so you must, yeah. I've been trying. I've been in negotiation talks with her. She's a real uh, expert in Italian food. I know. Italian Jewish food. Well, she yeah. has, she has a, okay, I'm going to so say it wrong. A Zablioni? A Zab- How do you say it? I don't know. We'll ask. I think it's like Zabion. 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 Yeah, it's it's quite often used. Zabion? Zabion? Okay. It's quite often used in, um, is it the cream part of the tiramisu? Yes. They can also have it just on the side like a mousse kind of thing. It's an egg cream. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with the fresh fruit like she has it here. I'm just going to hold that up to... Uh, the people uh, who are watching us right here, live in Gourmet Glass, having a lot of fun here. People standing around. Oh, we got a cheer from the <laughs> cheer from our crowd. Um, so this looks absolutely fabulous. And as as hopefully the months get warmer and yeah, you know, exactly. Haka Aviv yeah. is just around the corner. Even though it's, I think in, I'm going to say it in Celsius because it makes it sound worse. It's minus 12 degrees outside in Celsius. Oh wow, it makes it's it, cold. It's really cold. Um, okay. So um, also one other thing I must touch on with you is this whole um, besides the homotashin and the duck. I love duck. I'm obsessed with duck. And I just discovered that when you buy a whole duck, you don't waste one part of it. No, you really don't. Not one part gets wasted. I like to make duck breasts. I'm writing a recipe for Gourmet Glap for their shop talk for Pesach. Okay. And I want to use duck breasts. So they have to use a whole duck. It's a bit more economical. So I'm taking the whole duck, the skin I'm keeping... So I can render exactly. some fat to make matzo balls out of. <gasps> the recipe will be on my blog just soon. Or you can make French fries. Or French fries. Or yum. French fries cooked in duck fat. Oh, my God. How good is that? It's amazing. Um, and then the bones I use for the soup. And the oh. bottom the bottom half, the bottom cutlets, which are now boneless, um, I put inside egg rolls. So exactly. There's, there's always something to do with the duck. Nothing is wasted. Um, but I like the triple place. This, you yeah. do this in every magazine now. So we do this in every, in every issue. issue. In every issue is the triple play. Um, so ex- um, the idea is, you know, to make one dinner that will appeal to three different palates. So this uh, issue, we did grilled chicken. And um, we basically just did a play on it so that it appeals to children, adults, and teenagers. Um, and really, it's not necessarily just even the age groups. It's just like different tastes. And so it's about spending 20 minutes in the kitchen and making a dinner that appeals to everyone sitting at your table, which is always challenging, I think. Yeah. It really is. It, it's when so you make hard. Su- like when you make supper every night and you're trying to appeal to everyone. So um, it's just really fun um, ideas that we have going I, on I think there. that's, you know, even though I cook a lot and I love to cook, you know, there's always, you know, feeding six people, yeah. someone's going to turn their nose up at something. That's the odds. That's life. Exactly. So, you know, I say you don't like it. There's Cheerios in the closet. <laughs> or I'll try to make a little variation on a theme. And this has really exactly. helped me a lot. I have to say I really thank you guys for that because that's very, yeah. very clever. Can you tell me what is coming up after the Purim? Because so, we've got Pesach knocking on the door. The that's me. Sorry, I scared to pay there. I always love the Pesach issue because it's so amazing what you could do. Um, our Pesach issue also appeals to, like, everyone. It's We sort of, like, embrace Pesach and, like, go with the all-natural, gluten-free theme. Right. And um, it's really, really issue, amazing. Right. The gluten-free issue. Um, and it's amazing what you could come up with. It's always so exciting. So we're really excited to be working on it. Yeah, we're going to have to get um, you back in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're doing lamb. 
Oh, for lamb. Pizza. Oh, All yeah, about lamb. lamb. Yeah. I love, love, that's, love That's lamb. really good, yeah. Right, you know the beauty about lamb is sometimes just plain lamb chops thrown on the grill with totally. nothing on it. that's all you need to do. It's delicious. Yeah. A little barbecue sauce, my Australian barbecue sauce. I mean, Pesach <laughs> and barbecue is the best, it's the best thing to do. I know. Grill something. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Ram Caterers down to oh, the wow. Durrell and I'm going to be running their culinary program. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm very excited. And Ari White is going to be joining us. I made the shidduch between Ari White and Ram Caterers. Oh, wow. Um, VIP power. Passover, and um, we're going to be having a lot of barbecue. Oh, that's exciting. That's <laughs> I'm like, really... I'm like saving up. I'm really excited for the guests coming. Yeah, I'm really excited for my family. My kids are going to be so excited. That's really um, It great. was nice to see you the other day. We would just do, spend a minute just quickly talking about yeah. KFWE. Oh, yeah, it was, it was really this week. We, did, we hardly touched on the beginning of this show. I try to give a wrap-up of where I ate, but... We had so much to talk about. Yeah, it was amazing. And you recommended a really amazing champagne. Oh, that's And right. I had it because of you. Oh. But we had also done it in the magazine. In this issue, we did a whole article on champagne. What is champagne? And different bottles that we recommend. And the bottle that you recommended was in the magazine. And uh, we but, tried it. And then I tried it again. It was really, really good. Yeah, Trappier is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, it was such a great experience. Yeah, they, they, they invite me to come to the show. And every year I still talk about the Trappier because it's still the best champagne that's out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I imported by uh, Royal Wines. Yeah, yeah, and the food was the food unbelievable. Was it's yeah. hard. It gets really crowded. So we get to go in a little bit early as, as press. Yeah. So I tell everyone, no one's allowed to talk to me between 5.30 and 6.30. Exactly. <laughs> Do not even come near me because I have to run from table to table, try everything. For sure. And then there was amazing charcuterie. Charcuterie. Like, charcuterie is like the newest thing going on. Are we saying it right? Charcuterie? Am I saying it right? Charcuterie? No. Um uh, you know, we've moved away from the pulled briskets, yeah, which, which don't, we, still we made, love. still made we an appearance, it. though. It still made lots of appearances, but charcuterie, <laughs> no, which is dried, thing, yeah. cured meats, which really people great. have been doing it for 200 years. For sure. We we, we spoke about that um, on an interview that I did with Yosef Silva. Oh, interesting. And um, uh, Jonathan Margolin, they'll be on next week's show. I already uh, had a bit of an interview with them, and they said, you know, it's cured dried meats. We've been doing it for hundreds of years, and now it's got a comeback. So. It is. It has a major comeback, so, so that was great. Thank you for coming. Thanks so much. It was great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, back to our, back to New York. And exactly. <laughs> thank you very much for coming by, Thanks. and we look forward to many more fabulous issues. Uh, yeah, I just picked it up here in the store, and whoever wants can subscribe online at joyofkosher.com, and it's a great gift idea as well. Yeah, that's a great yeah. Purim idea. You, you get your ideas and a magazine you, all yeah. in one. You can also order it for your Purim baskets. That's right. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when there's a non-food item in there. <laughs> your waistlines will thank you. Yeah, you so are, I'm excited to see the rest of the show. Thanks yeah, for having thank, me. Thank you yeah. for sticking around. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the, Nachman, on the Nachum Siegel Network, also heard on our Ruth Sheva English Radio. Did you catch my nearly bloop? I said the Nachman Siegel Network. I did that once here in Gomeklat. Okay, this is Naomi Nachman from the Nachman Siegel Network. Me and Nachman have similar names. <laughs> how are you? Okay, how are you doing? Good. This is Rabbi Yoshua Feldman. I pulled him out of the butchery this morning. He's got. A, he's so excited to be here on Very the show. Full. Um, he's one of the amazing team here in Gomeklat, and I I uh, had this idea a couple of weeks ago. I met with Hani Friedman, uh, who is their um, marketing marketing director here in Gomeklat. Um, and and uh, we said, you know what? It's time that we do a, a cooking segment um, with it with the guys from the butcher from the butcher department. Is that what yeah, you, meat department. Meat department, department. Butcher. It sounds much more upscale when it's a butcher. They sound so you know fancy schmancy. 
So thank you for joining me today. Anytime. Okay, so we, we've got a few um, things to discuss, and we're actually going to do a bit of a cooking demonstration together. Um, okay, let's just talk about you're in a hurry, and you on your way home from work, you take the turnpike from down in, into Cedarhurst, you turn up Spruce Street, you're in the Gourmet Gut parking lot, you've got five minutes to grab dinner. What am I grabbing? Well, the good thing about over here at Gourmet Gut in Cedarhurst um, is that we have a lot of seasoned ready that you could just take off the shelf. We have the instructions on most of our seasoned products, and you take it and you just pop it in the oven and you have dinner ready. And it's a home-cooked meal, nutritious, tasty, and it's ready for you. I, I love we that. We're going gonna, to actually go on a walkabout. Why don't we go on a walkabout? We're going to come. Sorry? Okay, I'm going to – Miriam just passed me something from our table, and we're going to show – we're going to go to our table – this is, this is actually my favorite. I told That's why I brought it over. <laughs> this is actually my favorite. It's the lemon seasoned chicken legs. I think this is a Mendy Hers specialty. Yes, Mendy is our chef behind the scenes who comes up with a lot of these ideas. And he's actually runs the takeout department, uh, runs the delivery department. But he's one of the most. He's been a guest on the show, uh, on the Lowry side, and also we did a demo together when I did my first show here. But he came up with this recipe. It's actually brine chicken, which means it's been. Almost cooked and marinated in water for a couple of uh, days, I think, before. That's why it's so juicy. I put this on the barbecue. This is magnificent. Barbecue, you could bake it. And it comes in a container that you could just take the top plastic off, and the container is actually oven and microwavable. So you could use that for both. This is actually microwavable? Yes, it is. Oh. Okay. Didn't See, I did not know that, and I buy this a lot. Let's go on. We're going on a walk about me. And Rabbi Yeshua Feldman. Now, I'm just going to swing around. You're okay? <laughs> we're going. We're walking. Okay. I just want to say one thing also about the amazing team here uh, uh, of Gourmet Glatt and, and how helpful Rabbi Yoshua has been. Quite often, like, the women come in. They want to do something different. They know brisket. They know roasts. There you go. Um, you actually help them come up with ideas. Well, or like a piece of meat like this or something that's not pre-seasoned, you actually help them with, with those kind of ideas. And I really love that, that you're available for that. Well, that was the whole point, and that's what we try to do here, is that we have someone standing there at all times, whether it's me, Rabbi Beryl, Rabbi Yona, that we go ahead and help the customer figure out anywhere from, okay, what am I doing for dinner tonight? Do I want to season? Do I want to start from scratch? Something simple, something more elaborate. And we help them pick out the proper cut pick out the meat, look at the meat with them, and then help them with some ideas on how to cook it. Okay, so let's talk about, as we were saying, the, the pre-season. So we've got all our beautiful pre-season um, packages here. Look, chicken fajitas. It's got the vegetables and all the seasoning uh, put together. I can actually smell it through the package. This smells divine. All that Mexican flavor, so everything's all pre-packaged. I get, and it even says here, saute on medium flame for 15 minutes, stir frequently. It doesn't get easier than that. And I love that it's fresh. Okay, we've got here buffalo wings. This is a family favorite. Gabriella Nachman loves this. Um, I, it's, it's not one of these crazy, spicy, burn out your mouth. Not this at all. A fabulous package. Throw this under the barbec on the barbecue right now. It's minus 12 outside, so there's no way we're doing that. Well, under you the broiler. Under the broiler. Just put it into a broiler pan, put it under the broiler, flip it, and it's probably about eight minutes aside, and you're fine. And then we've got things like, I'm going to say this funny, kebabs. Kebabs. I know, in Australia we say kebabs. Here we go. You've got beef satay ones. You've got a seasoned chicken. 
Um, this is really great, the seasoned one. This, this one I like a lot. This is one of my favourite. And of course, look, they've done all the hard work for you. I want a hut. <laughs> um, and I've got uh, these, all the vegetables all grilled up, all lined up, ready to just go on the grill. So you don't even have to do any of the work. Okay. Are you ready for our cooking demo? Whoops. Just okay. going back to the wings, we also yes. have the seasoned Whoops. chicken wings besides the buffalo. If you don't want the spiciness, this is a very tasty, the seasoned chicken wings. Same oh, that thing. looks great. Let me have a look at that one. Okay, it kind of looks like a little bit of an Italian seasoning on this one. So you have lots of different options. So now we're going to do our cooking demo. You don't want an apron, do you? These, Not are, really. our ta- these are our table for two aprons. I have uh, one for Dahlia. I have to give her, and I've got some for our... Okay, so what I did over here is I've got... Can we see this? Is this, uh, is this lined up okay? Um, we have preheated on our little fancy cooktop here. Um, on a grill pan, which I bought at Sterling Electronics, um, right here in Cedarhurst. It's not just electronics. They have tons of amazing kitchenware. So I and want they have, my, And they have a Kaylee Mick for there also. And they have a Mick by Toivold right there on the spot. It was fantastic. Okay. So I've got... Why don't you tell me what this is? This is the pepper-crusted Chateaubriand. Um, just to explain what the Chateaubriand real quick, and this is what we discussed, yeah. is that when you have a rib steak, think of your normal rib steak. What you do is you have the bone. You have the center, and then you have a flap. Well, let me explain all three of them. The bone, if you were to have them all together, would be this, would be the rack of ribs, okay? And each one is the bone. We take it off. We take that strip off, which if you pull it off all together, that's the surprise steak that we have over here. And then you have the center eye, basically, which is a Chateaubriand. And what we did was we put very little oil on it, and then we put a pepper crusted, and... Naomi's going to show you how to cook it. This looks fantastic. And I like this piece of meat. I'm going to try to describe. It's got, as we said, a nice pepper crust. But the, the meat itself has got a nice amount. You see a little bit of white. That's the fat. Fat is flavor. Without the fat, a little it's bit of marbling. We call it marbling, marbling. in the business. In the, in, the center, business. in the center, it's marbling, yes. It it's just gives it the flavor and makes it juicy. So now my pan is nice and hot. Am I adding a little bit of olive? Uh, you could put a little a bit drop, of oil. You don't, a just a drop of oil. Of oil. Oh, I guess I didn't open this one in advance. I'm opening a little bit of canola oil up. I'm not using an olive oil because olive oil burns very fast. It does not take to high heat very well. And I want this on a nice high heat. I'm swirling my grill pan. I'm going to take, is that hot enough for us? Or give it another minute? Give it another minute. Okay. Turn it up. Oh, let's put it on nice and high. You want your grill pan to be very hot and high and you want it, we want to sear it. And what we're going to be doing afterwards is stick around because I'm going to be having Chef Aviva Freeman who's going to show us how to make a fried poached egg that goes on top. This is why we have a culinary trained chef coming to do this with us. Yes. Okay. Um, I have here, I just want to show while, while my pan is getting hot, we did a nice little recipe before, um, and I'm going to show what this looks like. So this is, what do you call this? A Farm, side. It's a rack of ribs. A rack of ribs. A rack of ribs. So I'm going to take a rack of ribs. I actually got this in my kosher foodie box. Um, they sell them also here in Gourmet Glart, but I got it in my kosher foodie box. You season it uh, with your favorite seasoning. I chose this one. Um, then you take, um, this is my sweet baby rays, my 
If I can't get my Australian barbecue sauce, this is my alternative. I love this one a lot. It's absolutely fantastic. Have you used this one? Do you use this one? I usually just use spices. I'm not a big barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah, sauce, we discussed that. We, yes. We, I like the taste of the meat come out, so I don't use a lot of the barbecue sauce. So I sauce like sauce. a little bit of sauce. I'm a saucy person. I like sauce on my food. Um, so I take, uh, I rub my, uh, I take my, my spice, my spice blend. You can make up your own spice blend. I put it on both sides of the meat. Um, I, I let it marinate for a couple of hours. Then I take some um, barbecue sauce and some water, and then I pour uh, the, 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 that mixture over my ribs. I cook it for 350 degrees for an hour. That gives it my, my one-third covered. Uh, covered. covered. And I, 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 it's considered like one-third cooked. So before Shabbat, it's got to be one-third cooked. And then before Shabbat, I put it in the oven right by Lichbenching, 200 degrees. Low and slow. Fry. It's an alternative to Cholent. And it's going to look like we have a finished product of the roast. Right I'm here. not sure where it is, but we'll find it. Uh, okay, great. Fantastic. We'll show that in a couple of minutes. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua, he's rescuing it for us. Okay, and it's going to look like this. Okay? It's going to look this. Turns into this after 12 hours in the oven. Okay, you scoop off the fat. Any fat that you see around it, you take that out. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's I, I usually serve it on a carving board at the table and everyone just pulls it apart. I serve it with coleslaw. It's a fabulous um, Shabbat lunch alternative than Cholent. Let's go back to our Chateaubriand. Okay, I'm just going to lift it up with my knife. Okay, center on. Do you hear that sound? You hit, put, the, put the microphone there. That is the best sounding cooking. Ah, oh, there is nothing nicer than a piece of meat searing. <gasps> Yum. Or tuna. I love tuna. tuna seared tuna is also one of my favorites. That's Meat's good. better than tuna, though. I know, I know. I'm sorry. My hashtag is carnivore, right? <laughs> okay, now this little baby is called a meat thermometer. I'm just going to maybe lower it. This is a meat thermometer. I'm very picky on the internal temperature of my meat. Um, I like my... <coughs> I smell the pepper crust. Yes. Did we cover the smoke alarms? We covered Yes, Thank we covered you. the smoke alarms. <laughs> Thank you, Howie. I've actually had the fire department come to go make We've done that before, yes. <laughs> um, so I like my meat cooked to 135 degrees. That's considered on the rarer side. Nice pink center. Some of my kids would have it seed one minute on each side and eat it completely raw. When it stops moving, take it off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughter says she likes her... Uh, steak where you just walk a cow through a warm room. Yes. Okay. I actually don't. <laughs> it's you want to switch positions? Um, no, it's okay. It's just I think. The, look at that beautiful um, lines that it's that it's occurred. What do we call grill marks? Grill marks. Thank yes. you. Okay, I'm already turning it over, and then I'm going to make a crisscross. So I've, I'm using a meat thermometer, and I'm going to stick it inside. And I want it. You can. You have fancy ones. You, you can, have fancy ones. They have electric ones. They have ones that have. Um, you can. That they, they actually have a wire coming out, but they also have it that's wireless. So you don't. You could put it into the oven, and it will actually. You can read it out without opening the oven. There's an app. You can actually buy an app. Buy I have a friend who barbecues, and he uh, controls his barbecue from his app. I think he can monitor it. Just from be inside. careful when putting the thermometer in. You don't go all the way to the pan, or if there's a bone, you don't go to buy the bone. You want it in the meat. You want it in the center of the meat because the bone will make it hotter than it really is, and it okay. doesn't give you an accurate temperature. Right. So we want to make sure that that's nice and rare, but not too well done. 
Okay, that's at about 80 degrees right now. Okay, we're going to take this off. I'm just, and I'm going to flip it again because I want to show you crisscross grill marks. See, now we're going to turn it on a different angle. So it gets a nice crisscross grill mark. Okay, that one's, one quite wasn't done. These will continue to cook up and we'll eat them a little bit later on in the show. Um, okay, uh, what else can we talk about with the, with the meat department? We've got our um, Pesach is coming up. Pesach is I know, coming. I know, I'm freaking everyone out. But um, I believe that we were talking before that you were telling me that it's going to be about Two weeks away till you next kosher. next Saturday next night. Next, next a week. Saturday night. So a week One from week Sunday will be kosher for Pesach. Back Unbelievable. Then. Well, I really want to thank you for that because I've already got like lots of orders. Thank God um, for people that want me to we cook for them for Pesach, our... and I need to get a head start. So I know I need. And if you are the kind of person that um, needs to plan ahead and likes to cook and has a pe- access to Pesach kitchen. You can come already to Gourmet Glad and start preparing your meats. And if you're the last minute person and you, you're not sure what you're doing about Pesach and you need to put together Pesach last minute, Gourmet Glad's here for you. They will have seasoned meats. We will have seasoned meat. And remember, since it's Pesach, they get all gluten-free also. All of our seasoned products will be gluten-free. Oh, that's nice. For that's a, actually really nice, especially that's that time of the year, for, obviously, for Pesach. But And um, just real quick, as another sure. thing, a, a very easy thing to do, whether for Friday night Shabbos lunch for Yontif, is the corned beef. You could do it the normal way, which is just to boil it, or we actually have an unbelievable recipe yeah. on it. Actually, I have people from Philadelphia who call up just for the recipe because no one in Philadelphia knows it. But <laughs> um, just one cup of water, one cup of brown sugar, and three tablespoons of balsamic vinegar, and you just bake it for about four, at 400 for about three hours. So it's a baking. You can actually bake. You bake corn. Corn, That's what we do. Who knew? Okay, that's fantastic. I'm just checking our temperature on our meat. It's it's rising. I might take it out. Um, I'm gonna. Okay. See, I got a bit of a crisscross on the meat there. I didn't do it as well as I'd like to. There. That's a, see. That's a nice crisscross on the meat. I'm gonna hold that up a little bit there to the camera. I'm gonna put that up on my plate. Okay, we're going to cut into it. Uh, oh, now I need a fork. <laughs> no, don't. No, not don't yet. Don't cut into it yet because no, you oh, need yeah, a couple right, of minutes. Right, so, and we're all supposed to let it. You also want to let you it cut sit. it. You want it to let. You want it to rest. To rest. We want it to rest. Yes. So we're going to let it rest we're for, a couple, rest of for a couple of minutes. Oh, and then thank you. Um, yeah, so we'll come back to this in a little bit when Aviva and I. I'm actually going to throw this on, back on, and I'm going to put it on a little bit lower. And we're going to monitor that. We're going to monitor it from over there. And then if we're going to uh, get our oil nice and hot. I know how we, and uh, continue with our interviews. Thank you very much. Thank you very much on. for having me. This is great. This is really informative. I love that you share and that you're here for us all the time. Okay, thank you. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear my apron, Aviva. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, oh it's a pleasure. I know it's a crazy day, but this is your day off, isn't it? Yeah, so I actually just want, just want to show you how much this actually means to me that I managed to shut myself out at the crack of dawn on my day off. I never get up this early. Thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Aviva has very late nights. Um, Aviva is the head chef, one of them? Sous chef. Sous chef, yeah. second in command. Mm-hmm. And um, a very, it's such a prestigious job for a young uh, chef. It's must you know, be very was, exciting for you. At the Loft yeah. Steakhouse in Borough Park, that is on your to-do list. Yeah, I mean, your it was very providential the way it worked out. It was, you know, a kind of uh, takeover from another restaurant. So I got to get on the ground up 
And we really built from there. It was really exciting. The whole process was really, really exciting. So when did you come in to... to when did they take over what was existing? So they took over from a restaurant that used to be called Bistro 1310, I think, back last fall. And I pretty much came in, I think, you know, a month or two after they had taken over the place. And we worked from there. You know, we built it from the ground up. And I think that I can say that we're very successful right now. It's unreal. It's yeah, crazy it's, how successful. Yeah. And I think um, when we were at KFWE on Monday night, doesn't it feel like 100 years ago? It does. There was like so much stress and so mm. much prep that went into it. I didn't sleep for an entire week. You know, I was up all night thinking about slices of carpaccio and polenta croutons. And, you know, as soon as we got there, we got in the groove, and it was so hugely successful and so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait for next year. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite food events yeah. of mean, the year. Not because of the food. I didn't have a second to taste anything. Did you get to walk around at all? No, no. After everything closed down, that's when I had a minute to breathe. Oh, no. Next year. It's so next intense. Next year. Yeah, it's I'm excited. It's really intense, especially for, for someone who's there at representing yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, work, so I couldn't really eat. But next yeah. year, I'm going to eat, I hope. <laughs> Come earlier during the day. Yeah. But you, what time do you get there to set up at KWF? I was actually, you know, so stressed out about the whole process, never having done it before, that I got there really, really early. And obviously, I spent the whole afternoon sitting around waiting for things to start because I came in, you know, spent five minutes Could setting up. Could you drink and a little at the wine part? You know what? So well, I'm trying to think. Oh, so I, I recently did a like at a fundraiser for Zikron Shaman. I was doing a demo there, and they had champagne, and I had a glass or two before, and that pretty much taught me never drink before. You have to stand up in front of people and talk and be polite. Bad I idea. That makes me a little funny, but that's yeah. only because you have a sip. Yeah, that's I had a glass, it. and it like. But, but that you can't have more than that yeah. if you want to. I I had dra- the, I had go press between twelve and four, and that's where I did a little right. wine yeah. tasting, but I did not drink at all in the evening when I needed yeah. you know, to, to be talk on. to people yeah. and to be on and schmooze <laughs> and like, I don't want to be fuzzy. <laughs> but it's a, it's a wonderful evening. Um, yeah, it really is. Yeah. We, we, uh, our, as you see over there, our fantastic, uh, manager from our Nachum Siegel Network, Miriam mm-hmm. Wallach is helping us. She's going to get that, um, oil. Sometimes the fuse blows <laughs> over there. Uh-oh. Um, but Rabbi Shu and how we know how to fix that up. Um, and we're going to get our oil uh, boil, uh, I don't want to say boiling, but 350 degrees. 350. I have trick. an oil thermometer going. All right, let's let's before we get to our cooking demo over there, and we go on another walkabout. I'll give you one of our table Fancy for two aprons. aprons. Yeah. Um, and and we'll uh, get cooking over there. But I'd like to talk to you about Chef Aviva Friedman. How did you? How did you get started? Because I'm absolutely fascinated with. You know, I I feel like I, I was a kindergarten teacher, and I love oh, wow. being a teacher. But, you know, I didn't, these opportunities weren't there for me, you know, 20 something years ago, yeah, like they are for the younger, gener- younger generation. So, were you always into cooking? Um, no, I actually was desperate to go to law school. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I was, <laughs> I mean, you know, there are definitely days when I'm like, what am I doing in the kitchen? I should really be somewhere else, you know, talking to people. You can do both. Jonathan Margolin is a doctor and a chef. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have my hands full. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, like a couple years back when I was, you know, starting looking for a job, it was like crazy, the law, you know, the whole like atmosphere there. You know, there are so many lawyers out of work. So I figured, why am I going to go into a field where I'm never going to get a job? So I'm you not really, sh- well, it's whatever. <laughs> Back then there was That's nothing available. Right. So I'm not really sure how like I decided that this was a close second, but I did. Um, I you know went to seminary and while I was in seminary, I applied to every culinary school under the sun. And I decided that if I was going to do it, I wanted to really do it right. 
So I went to CIA because I can get a degree there. Culinary Institute of America. Where is this located? It's actually in the middle of nowhere, New York, upstate, exit 18 off the thruway. There is nothing else there except some colleges and a stop and shop. That's it. Um, you moved into the dorm? No. I actually lived with my sister in Muncie. I woke up at 4 a.m. for two years to get to school for a 6 a.m. So class. So those early morning feeds is nothing for you, for the baby. <sighs> you have no idea. <laughs> and it was like, you know, also because, well, it was 6 a.m. class. The chef says get there at 5 a.m. to prep for the 6 a.m. class. So you get up, I you know, at 4. And it's not worth it, you know, when you're getting up at 4 to get to a 5 a.m. class to go find a locker to put your coat in and run with your knife bag to class. So... 4 a.m. in Muncie, no coat because I didn't have anywhere to put it. So run to my car in Muncie, run out of my car in the parking lot in school. It was, I mean, minus 12 Celsius, no big deal. It was like that every day during the winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, you know, our kitchens were in the basement and it didn't warm up until like class was almost ending because all the ovens were on and it was freezing. And you just have to be careful not to cut yourself because your hands, hands you can't your hands. feel. I can't yeah. text. I can't cut. I can't peel so a vegetable cold. with cold hands. I know. You just have to be careful not to cut yourself. Um, you wouldn't feel it because your hands are numb, but then, exactly, then but you, you would notice, trust the me. The blood all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had stitches on almost every finger. Yeah, I mean, it was a really, really intense two years. I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. You know, in retrospect, I'm glad I made it out in one piece, but it wasn't at all like an atmosphere conducive to someone who wanted to keep kosher or anything like that. It must be so hard. I, I mean, being around food and not being able um, to eat it, like... The truth is we that... We have that on that we would never think about. Right. So that part for me it, wasn't so hard. I mean, I, I lived on like apples and peanut butter for two years, but that part wasn't so hard. It was more, you know, like being surrounded by people who were judging me the entire day. Like, I don't know, I'm a little bit shy and I found that very stressful. They wanted, they wanted to see if you would crack. Not even that. Just like, like, you know, it's very odd to be surrounded by people who literally think all day... That, you know, I guess the best way to describe it is that you're stupid because you're literally throwing away an opportunity to be exposed to so many new flavors and whatever and always just judgment. And then there was the fact that, you know, the whole school is kind of styled after West Point. Their rules, their attendance code, really? all that stuff. I know, it's ridiculous. Like West Point? For they shit? take themselves very seriously. It's bizarre. <laughs> you just have to like go there and I'm not drink you're the so honest. No, yeah. it's really glad. I'm really glad that you're so honest about it because to me it always seemed like you're in a castle upstate, whipping up fabulous dishes. That's what it looks like. It's it really what does. It look right. Yeah, it's it, really it, that's what it looks hard. like. Yeah, I, I didn't realize what a, and I know you've done this, but until now, I didn't realize what a challenge—a really difficult challenge. It was tough. We, and mean, you weren't married yet. At I, that point. I actually got married. Uh, let me think. Like three months before the end of school. Obviously, <gasps> my yes, you can imagine how tolerant my husband was. That for the first three months of marriage, I was getting up at 4 a.m., running out of the house and coming home and making him supper and then falling asleep before I even ate. Um, oh, God. Yeah. There must have been some supper, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Mac and cheese more often than anything Wacky else. Mac. You know, I was hearing God make out the other day. Yeah. And it was right before I was going away. So I put some Wacky Mac into my wagon. I hope no one saw you. And, and pe- people like looked at me. I'm like, don't judge. I've got a seven-year-old who learns it from the neighbors. I've never what are you supposed to mac. do? Yeah. Like, oh my God. But there's something about noodles and cheese. Oh, Comfort it's my, food. It's probably my favorite food. I, I love, don't know how many people are going to hear this, but that's my favorite food. I love spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, Simple. Me it's from the Basiakov cookbook. My mouth is watering just that. thinking about it. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Right. So, yeah. okay. So back to our journey. Um, so you, you got married. You graduated. Yeah. And then? Um, I actually took the summer off. Good. That was really nice. Yeah, good for you. Um, I was expecting my daughter. She's right there. She's one now. She's had her first birthday. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, that's she right. Is. When I was there the other day, I think it was her birthday. 
few months ago? Gosh, no, like no, it like was a, just in January. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we, right. were, we were talking about it. It's her birthday party was in the works. So I can't even tell you how. Oh, long. you had the cutest picture on Thank Instagram you. about a three, four layered cake and yeah. her just smashing into yeah, it. That was yeah. adorable. I stayed up late after work to make that cake one night. That was really fun. Um, so after I took the summer off, and then I had gone to. ETC as a very idealistic young chef just out of school. I wanted to learn. That's in Teaneck. Fantastic restaurant. Right. I wanted to learn from Seth. So, you know, I was like willing to work for not the greatest pay, whatever. You know, that's how it is in the culinary world. Right. That's how it is in the culinary world. And, uh, but what happened was, is that that's when he left to Lakewood to work on another restaurant, do some consulting for them. So he wasn't there, and I felt like I wasn't really growing and learning. I was mostly just swinging it myself. So that's when I found the loft, and I never looked back. Yeah, exactly. They're unreal. Like I met Mechi. That's how we I got into meet you guys through CKCA, and it's. You know, I just want to speak a minute about them and Please. a big shout out to them. I will tweet out to them later, but um, it's nice that to have now a kosher alternative for for. It is. You know, the truth is though that the difference is, is that I think the graduates from CKCA are really, you know, they're they're also kind of starting from the ground up. Like I think that what CKCA does is it helps them decide if this is really a career they want to get into, and then you know they can go out to a restaurant and really begin the very intense training. I feel like CKCA is you know a really good foundation, and then, you know like someone like Mehi, he came in and he is such a fast learner, and we really love having him around. You know, it's not every culinary we've, I've you know worked with quite a few culinary students. It's not every single one that can, can learn yeah. and pick up. It's really nice to have someone competent. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a fabulous restaurant, and I know it's busy. If you want to go there, are they open? Make a reservation shopping? early. No, we are not. Okay, so I, that's don't good. don't get put any ideas on anybody's yeah. head, please. It's my other night off. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah. it's great um, to uh, to have such a fine restaurant, and you do have some lovely restaurants in Brooklyn. You have we some do? great yeah. restaurants in Brooklyn. This is nice. It's a Manhattan style restaurant in yeah. Borough Park, mm-hmm. and there was yeah, you know, I had no trouble parking. People think complicated driving to bar park and finding parking yeah. there was in the evening no, you're not time. open it's for not lunch problem. lunch right. time might be hard but right. i think it's it's yeah. um it's no big deal at that time yeah so uh i it's uh, worth a trip i mean i think obviously i hope my boss is listening to this advertising but it's worth a trip <laughs> it's definitely worth the trip yeah. okay so um when i was at the loft um, we, I had some beef carpaccio, mm-hmm. and I, uh, and then I was talking to Aviva. She had come out to talk to. I was there with three amazing food bloggers. Uh, I went with Melinda Strauss, Deanie Klein, and Honey Applebaum, and we had this egg that I asked you to specially make for us, which became the talk of the town that night because I Instagrammed <gasps> yeah. you um, cutting it open for us. And we're going to make this po- fried poached egg. Right? Is it a poached egg? Um, it's kind of, it's basically a fried egg yolk. So we're going to yeah. go and walk about. We're going to talk about that. Okay. We're going. All right. I'm going to give you a, one of our aprons. Okay. You can have an apron because oil does here. This is yours to keep. A memento from the Nachum Siegel Network and table for two. I know, I know. I wear these black t-shirts from the Gap. They're kind of like my aprons, but it's really ruining all my clothes. Okay, I've got a microphone for you. Okay, fantastic. Okay, okay so, so see how she ties it? She actually is actually a technique in tying an apron, right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen enough, you know, people in the kitchen who tie it behind their back and then have to ask someone to help for help, you know? So I'm just going to check that the yeah, temperature is... Can we just is... talk about oil temperatures? Because yeah, everybody sure. knows... Um, 
about, here, I'm going to hold it this way, okay. um, about uh, that everyone always talks about uh, fried food and deep fried food being it's yucky and soggy hot. and disgusting. Um, so we, the best way that I feel like we should, we should, maybe you'll talk more about this than mm-hmm. me, um, is the oil has to be at the right temperature. You know, it's so important. Yeah, so too cold, and all your food is going to do is soak up the oil and soak up the oil until like it's finally cooked. And by that time, it is so grease-laden and disgusting. That's, I mean, that's you know the kind of flavor that you associate with fast food. You know, if it's too hot, you get a burnt exterior and a raw interior, and that's no good either. So what you really want to do is an oil thermometer is a worthwhile investment, especially if you make candy at home, which I do. So I use it for both. Ten dollars at Sterling Electronics or at your local Bed Bath & Beyond. but I, I couldn't I'm, tell you how much it costs. I sent my husband out to get mine. <laughs> but it's definitely a worthwhile investment. I make candy also, so I use it of course like do. four times a week probably. Um, <laughs> so there, okay, the temperature is dropping like a bit. like that, you know? <laughs> it's because my husband eats the candy. Ah, that's no, a good one. <laughs> I usually make it for other people, not for myself. Um, okay, so basically this fried egg yolk is so delicious because it's actually, you know, egg yolks are not as unhealthy as people would have you think. Nothing's as unhealthy as people would have you think, by the way. Eat your butter and your cheese. It's good for you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> thank you. We the people, thank you, yes. Chef Aviva, no for problem. saying that. Eat the butter because, and the cheese. Because, you know... Butter is better. I know that we eat a lot of, we're big carnivores as being Orthodox Jews. Yes, enjoy it. You only live once. Mm, yum. Okay. Yeah. So basically a fried egg yolk, you know, I know it's fried and I know it's an egg yolk and people will yell cholesterol at you, but the best way to enrich a dish without using butter, especially for something that you want to keep parv or you're having flesh eggs, is an egg yolk because it's super rich. It melts in your mouth. It coats everything with a delicious layer of fat, actually. Which just, I know sounds terrible. I'm just raising it a yeah, bit because it, dropped, it okay. dropped fast. It's not rising so fast. Okay. We are monitoring the oil as, yeah. as uh, we're talking. Okay. We want it just at the right temperature. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great way to just enrich something and make it delicious and fatty. So I am... Yeah, yeah. keep going. So I'm, I'm going to have a question. Go ahead. Later. Ask no. away. No. <laughs> um, I'm actually... Uh, wait. I'll hold this and you, you talk. Because okay. we'd like to be able to hear you because we're radio. I'm actually going to take another egg because the best way to do it is to separate it in your hands and then transfer it straight into the cornstarch. I know someone made some really nice separated eggs for me and I do appreciate it. But uh, best okay. way to just do it yourself. Is there a way to crack an egg? I know that sounds ridiculous. Is um, there a key into cracking eggs? Yeah. A wooden surface. Okay. Wooden surface here. Yeah. Here. Yeah, a wooden surface is the best way to do it, I find. I don't know why. I guess it's, you know, if you want to get all sciencey, it's about the pushback of the actual surface you're cracking it on. Pushback? You know, I, I don't think that's a sciencey term. Oh, I'm okay. Just, like, thinking out loud, <laughs> yeah. But, no, like, when you hit something with a certain amount of force, it pushes back with equal force. Or So the best okay. way, I think, to do that is on a wooden table. Describe to me what you're doing. So right now, I am taking the little egg yolk, and I'm cradling it super, super gently like my firstborn child, <laughs> and I'm dredging it in cornstarch. Okay. Now, can you use potato starch? If I'm sure you can. You know, any pure starch should work. Cornstarch, rice starch, potato starch. I've never tried tapioca starch, but okay. you can try. And usually I do this in a very, very handy deep fryer that most restaurants seem yeah. to have, and I'm yeah. definitely thinking of, thinking of investing yeah, for I, my Yeah, I don't home. actually have one. and I de- So I this is either. my deep fry kit. <laughs> I have yeah. my burner at home, and I have uh, the oil's not quite hot enough, so okay, we'll, raise we'll, just, up. we'll just raise yeah. it up a little bit. While that's in your hand and while yeah. that's um, still rising, can, um, I'd like to talk about a minute about the oils. Because mm-hmm. you can't just use any oil to deep fry. You can't deep right. fry in olive oil. No, definitely not. So oils do have different, what I'm going to call smoking temperatures. 
oil, uh, olive oil has a much lower smoking point than something like canola or corn oil. Even peanut oil has a as much higher smoking point. Um, what's great to fry things in is, uh, you know, a duck fat that you've rendered out. Obviously, duck fat's good for everything, by the way, literally everything. Or thank you. Actually, thank you for vindic- oh, wait. Thank yes, you for vindicating please. me. <laughs> um, or even fat from lamb bacon, dare I say it. I got some lamb bacon from Aria White at the Wandering Q, and I saved the fat for a week in my house. And you then can I actually save it for it. months. Yeah, no, I just, obviously, it didn't last that long on my fridge. Okay, because we use it. Yeah, I had steak the other night, and I made a hollandaise with it, which was... Hollandaise with duck fat. Lamb fat. Lamb, Lamb fat. Oh, my God, fat. I'm yeah. crying. It was, yeah, it was quite memorable, I assure you. Okay. Uh, Where do you live again? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yes, I'll come, just hop on. Come visit me in my I'll tiny come little ha- apartment. You're always welcome. Oh, thank you. Yes. All right. So um, see where we are. We are at oh, almost, 300. almost 300. So okay, we so really we- want 350 for this. And when I say 10 seconds, I mean 10 seconds. You want the outside just to crisp up so you can actually like transfer it from the fryer to the plate. But you want the inside to be as gooey and runny as possible. Kind of like a poached egg. But okay. a little more simple, I think. Okay, now, we, what kind of toppings can you use this for? So I use, I mean, you can go to my Instagram page. I use it on everything, everything. obviously. <laughs> uh, the other night was pasta with tomato sauce. And this is also good on steak, on burgers. Um, ask me what you can't use it on. It's not so great on desserts. But anything else is fair game. Salad. It's good on salad with spinach. Divine. Uh, carpaccio, obviously. Oh, that was what divine. I, I actually want to see if my steaks, are, uh, we can do it on my steaks. For sure. They're, they're uh, yeah. I, I think they might be too rare. But rare is okay. Rare is the best. Rare is, rare is the best. In the fact, the carpaccio is basically raw in the middle. Yeah, so no, maybe we can get our, maybe we can get our, um, we can slice this steak open. Is there a knife there, Miriam? Um, there was a knife. We ha- Okay. All right. Okay. Now, so let's see where we are with the temperature. You know okay. what? I think we can risk it. Okay. We're gonna, we are going to take a big risk here right okay. here on table for now, two. I'm definitely winging it a little bit here. I've never done this in anything but a deep fryer. What I'm going to do is use this as my fryer basket. Okay. Are we getting that in? It in? And it's sizzling away. And I'm literally going to count. This might need, you know, another minute or another second, not a minute, another second or two because it's in a lower temperature okay. oil. But here we have about... 10 seconds ago, we used to check it. See, I can feel right there that, that the skin is totally, totally hardening? not not hard. Well, it is hardening, but not ready. Here, see that? There you go. Yeah. Can I poke that? Please, don't poke it too hard okay, or it's going to pop because it needs another 5 to 10 seconds there because we don't have the hottest oil around. This is one of the latest trends in food. Is egg yolks. They're is amazing. egg yolks. There you go. See that? You have that perfect looking. You can still squish it. Okay. There can we go. I, can I put... Are yeah, we we'll putting on that, and then we can towel. plate it? Yep. My goal was to serve the Chateaubriand with the... Uh, there we go. Yeah, you know, we can still put it on top of the meat if you would like, and you can... I don't even know how you're going to eat it. Yeah, we can just... Here. I'm going to just... Here. There you go. That's And th- you want to break it? Sure Do we have that fork? That. We had a fork at one point. Miriam's going to grab us a fork, and we're going to show you how gorgeous this looks. Yeah. With, with the yolk running out, okay. and it just makes this steak much more buttery. Okay, I'm going to let you do, you do it. Oh, you, got, you, you can do the honors. honors. Okay, okay. Oh, I'm so excited. There you go. Oh. And that is that perfect egg yolk you're looking for. And it's basically like serving your steak with butter, almost. So this is our best. kosher version of a butter, a, a, a piece of butter on top of a steak, because you see that in so many restaurants. Well, actually, actually, if you want to know, when uh, the kosher world gets really brave, I actually made butter out of beef fat, a compound butter with parsley and cilantro at work, but... It was told that we need to wait a little bit longer until everybody's comfortable with actually putting a piece of beef fat in their mouth. I am comfortable. 
Yeah. I am comfortable. <laughs> I'm coming back to the loft. Okay. Uh, i got to try the duck tacos. Oh, Why don't you just... my gosh. They are so good. I, I ha- mean, I'm sorry. I'm not tweeting my own horn. I worked on it with someone else as well. But it's duck and a taco. I duck mean, and seriously. a taco. You don't not yeah. get better than that. I'm working actually on a recipe for uh, with Schiffer Klein on uh, fish taco, uh, doing a fish taco bar. Yeah. And and I yeah. love I love the whole tacos and the whole Taco Tuesday such, oh, dinners. Oh, me too. Yes, 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 <laughs> me too. It's the best. It's also like a, a great vehicle for any kind of protein or anything. And you yeah. know what's nice? I've been using um. Corn, corn, corn tacos, tacos yeah. the, corn the corn tortillas, They're and it's gluten-free. Mm-hmm. It's not hamot, so you don't have to worry about making washing and benching. Some of the kids are like, I have to wash and bench, really? <laughs> I'd, rather, yeah, I'd yeah. rather just skip the bread part and, um, you know, just eat the filling. For but sure. when you, they don't have to make that commitment. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's, it's a, a big deal. Dinner and time we're proud of our commitment. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, sure. a corn tortilla is great, and it's easier on the belly, mm-hmm. so because yeah. it's not flour. It's, it's a great gluten-free option. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Um, Aviva, thank you so much for coming on Pleasure. and thank spending you for having time me. with this us. This was so much fun. Yeah, this is great. Yes. Okay, we have to get together again yes, and cook. Um, sure. There's a bathroom up the back. You thank can wash, you, you can wash your hands thank up. You so and much. We're gonna, we're, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna give you this. Um, we're going back on our back to our final walkabout. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave this here and we'll disconnect our, our fryer. Okay, here we go back to the table. Hello, Howie. Okay, here we are, back again. Yes. I can't believe the last hour and 15 minutes has flown by. You've been quite busy, haven't you? I've been quite busy. It's a lot of back and forth, but, you know, I think it's nice to showcase so many of the talents. Dahlia's book is unreal. Right. I love the whole philosophy behind it and Aviva and and having Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua, helping us. It's great. You know, uh, I'm privileged to have them every day. You know? you, I know, <laughs> well, and I love yeah. and I love to come shopping here every day. And sometimes we have to be the guinea pigs for all the things that they're trying in that meat room. They they marinate, then they cook them, and then someone has to try them. I like I like being the guinea pig. Like once in a while, Harry will come to the back office, come to the back office, right. and he shows me all these really cool things that you know people have sent him as samples and saying, "How mm-hmm. do you think your customers will appreciate this?" And then he calls me into. Try some of the stuff. In fact, there's a bag waiting for you in the back. If you remember last time you were here, I had a whole box of samples that I didn't even know what to do with them. Remember those? some of those? Oh, yeah. Uh, chia. 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 is great. Right. So uh, yeah, we'll whenever finish you sorting through that box and, and decide then, what we're going to sell and what we won't. Right. And we'll go from there. They've got good stuff. Now, he, you gave me a bottle of balsamic vinegar. It was like a, a, um, a vintage wine. You know, like... Did it look like this? Oh. Palette. Palermo, Palermo. Okay, usually balsamic vinegar is from um, Moderna in in Italy. Right. Um, this is actually a product of Turkey. Right. Um, it is one of the best balsamic vinegars. Now, I I do I believe that there are different levels of balsamic vinegars and like different levels of wine. And you know, you would think the more expensive the bottle, the better it would be. But this is an inexpensive bottle for the amount you're getting. Six, uh, half uh, a litre. This is half a litre. Five hundred mil. Yeah, and it's a it's a special reserve. So you're getting you're getting a a high quality product. It was a um, it, w- it was a trial here in the store. They gave me a fantastic price on it to give it a whirl, and the reaction's been really really good. It's I know you came fantastic. back with it. And said it was, yeah, this was <clears> amazing. <throat> you know, I did when I did my what's for dinner uh, segment uh, last week for uh, or two weeks ago. Everything's a blur in time uh, for Tubishvat, uh, uh, and I had marinated some figs in balsamic vinegar oh, and, and peach nuts. Right. <laughs> and a little honey with this was unbelievable. This is really 
A very I, high I, quality. I got a fantastic deal on it. I'm selling it. It's a promotional price at five ninety nine for a 17-ounce bottle of a special it's, reserve it's balsamic. It's not normal. It's, like, it's, like, it's as if it's free. I, I, wish, I wish it was Pesach Dick. It doesn't have the not, P not, on it for no. Pesach. Um, I don't think it's going to be done by the Star K. Right. But grab a bunch. You know, we got a lot of people in the store. This is the vinegar to be getting for this Shabbos or any other Shabbos. <laughs> buy a bunch. Make sure that, you know, are you going to keep this? Is it going to be a special time offer that you're having or would you buy I, a bunch? I bought it in a quantity, so I should be okay for another, I guess, a week or two. Um, we're at five ninety nine with that. It, I will not be able to maintain that price. It is a special reserve product, which will be uh, pricier as time goes on. However, for right now, grab it at five ninety nine because it is a fantastic, fantastic price. Yeah, and a fantastic product. So yes. you can make it more expensive. I like it. No, no. It's, it went, it's such a good they product. They gave me promotional to, to try it to start, and the minute that that okay. promotional is off, so it'll come up a little bit. But it won't, it won't, it's not going to be one for of the these amount, $30 For the amount that you're bottle. getting in here, for the amount you're getting in here, yeah. it's fantastic. It's a beautiful bottle. Um, all right, let's talk about what's coming up in four weeks from today, well, from yesterday. Three weeks from yesterday. Three weeks and six days. No, it's three not three weeks. Three weeks from yesterday. Three weeks from yesterday? Is, Rosh is uh, Purim. Oh, we are wow. Three, we are now, yeah, three weeks. We're now under three weeks. Under three weeks ago. puts us at, um, I'm sorry, three, yeah, three, which puts us at, do I say the other P word? Yeah, you can say the other P word. <laughs> I've been saying it for 182 days and well, my see, Pesach I, countdown started. But, but I'm good though because I'm finished. He's done with I'm Purim. Done with, <laughs> I'm done with Pesach. You're done with Pesach. My Pesach shopping is... Because you're done, I can start. Thank yeah, you. Right, exactly. So we can get merchandise in. Our pricing is being set. Uh, the quantities have been ordered. Delivery dates have been set. When we're, there's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. And and I'm basically done on my side of it with the most difficult challenge, which is the decisions of what to bring in, uh, what's a good retail, what's a good price, um, what can I promote, and what's going to be something that's going to attract people. I want to give everyone a great value uh, coming here, Pesach time. We have everything. And uh, I, I have to appeal to all walks of Yiddishkeit. Literally, it's from the person who just literally perhaps the, the only thing they'll do a whole year will be sit down to a Pesach Seder to someone who, so to speak, brings nothing into the house. Right. Um, and we have everything that runs the gamut. And it's a fantastic challenge. You even have bags. You we, know, we do a bag. Right? We <laughs> do bags. I've got to say, I think it's amazing because, like, I'm so busy with Pesach, right, right? that it's so difficult to think about Purim. And I just know I just have to come to go make lot and just buy it all in one place. Right, right. And uh, it's customers like yourselves that I know. Um, you're a chef, and I know that you're you're starting next week to to start cooking already for uh, customers that have. Uh, um, planning ahead, right, smart exactly. ladies, right. planning ahead. Well, because the week right. before Pesach, they have plenty right, of time. And you only have X amount of hours to be able to do this, so people reserve you. And starting next week, you're already cooking for Pesach. Already next week, so, turning over the kitchen with my sous chef Melinda Strauss. Right, and then there are the items that I have to have in to be able to supply you and other other people that are doing the same. So there's a lot of people in our community that go to Florida and they cook and they freeze and they ship. Um, it's so easy to cook and ship. Put, you know, Today I, it's I've, doable, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, like if you're willing to pay the extra money for the suitcases, and I did it when I went to Israel. I bought all my food from Gomeglat. I cooked between Purim and Pesach, just like I cooked it for everyone else. And then I froze it tight um, with as much air out as I could. I wrapped up a suitcase. I packed up a suitcase. I put uh, I put towels all around it. To insulate it, right. Uh, to insulate it. I covered each piece in foil and then into a Ziploc bag in case there was leakage or breakages. And everything went solid. It came out 
in Israel, the other side, frozen, frozen solid. They had a 10-hour layover in the ground <laughs> in, in Rome. Right. And it, it stayed frozen solid. I got to Israel at 4 in the morning, and the first thing we did was unpack the freezer, unpack the suitcase, everything into the freezer, everything was frozen solid. Fantastic. We actually have for here, uh, this year, we have two different um, trucking companies that approached us to actually ship merchandise. Customers can shop perishables even, and they could send it down. They're going to go on refrigerated trucks down to Florida. Um, it's not our trucks. It's not us shipping it, but they could shop. We're going to label everything, and they're going to route it throughout Florida, and they're going to be able to uh, have gourmet glot, whatever they want, um, in Florida for Yantif, which is which That's is unreal. That's unreal. Uh, I'm just glad I'm not on the logistics side of getting that delivered. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You should add, you know how they have pop-up restaurants? Right. You could do a pop-up supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea. Right. Where's, where's Yoli and Moshi? Yeah. Hey, there you go. Let's open up in Miami or Orlando. Right. That's a good one. Right. For three weeks. Just and open up it. a tent. You don't have to worry well, about we weather there. It's right here. Right. Okay. And just, just <laughs> the trucking company will get it there for you. Yeah. Cut out the middle man right. there. <laughs> okay. I just want to highlight a couple of items. Absolutely. That are, that are We've first, got a lot. First, I want to just showcase a few items from Purim. Okay. That I thought were unique and nice. And then, then I have a list of items I want to talk about. Okay, we've got okay. serious. This is serious shop talk. There you go, honey. I know you coined that. Honey Friedman, marketing director in Gomeglat. Okay, so, oh, fancy. Armani water. Armani water. Can I? Does this taste different than any other water? Um, it looks so cute and it's, fancy. It's Armani water. I don't know. Armani like the How suit? about Glenlivet? Glenlivet. Water. This looks like a bottle of vodka. <laughs> this is so cute. Right. Speyside Glenlivet. This is gorgeous. How about something looks like this? Fred. How cute is if that? your name is Fred, this is really great. <laughs> and it's plastic. That one's a plastic, yes. These are, so these are all these are specialty items for Purim. For Shalach Manas. For are made just for Purim by um, Jewish companies? Uh, actually, or? I don't know if they're made just for Purim, but there's a there's one of the Jewish companies... Um, has them on his on his actually on his website, and I uh, <clears throat> we buy from them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And they they approached me to put this in for for uh, for Purim, and I said we'll give it a whirl. But these are I, things I, love I believe that depending on how this is going to play out, I think I'm going to actually keep the items for all year round. People make a kiddish and they just want that, you know, something Touch, a, l- a little yeah. bit nicer. So, you know, uh, uh, what's what's after uh, you know San Pellegrino? What's above? Voss water. Yeah, right. Well, we have Voss as well. That right. We stock all year I'm, I'm just going to maybe I'll move our beautiful flowers from Debbie's flowers. I'll move that over here. And then we have well, this. What's depend- that? Depend- also water. Water. And a pretty bottle. We have it in, in a red. There's also a blue. And depending on the theme of your Shalachmanis and I the like color the that color. you want to go with it, exactly, there's a beautiful okay. blue that goes with that as and, well. And that's just plain water inside, but just a fancy schmancy bottle. Oh, good. Who thought that water would be so cool? Okay. Okay, what's this, that? I saw this and I loved it. <laughs> We're already laughing. <laughs> it looks like a can of beer, right? Draft, yeah. draft beer, draft right? Beer. It's Don't jelly go. beans. These are jelly beans oh. and some jelly belly, oh, and so they taste like beer. Switch hands. Switch hands. Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> we want everyone to see that. Right. Um, so this product is actually from Jelly Belly, and the it's jelly beans taste like beer. The beer-flavored jelly beans in right. a fake can of beer. It has a fake pop-top. This is really adorable. This right. is for the men. If you've got an uncle, grandfather who loved beer, this is a really great shalach manas for them. I'm loving well, it. goes this. along with the theme of, of uh, Purim. I wish Shifra Klein could see this. Okay, this is so cute. Right. Oh, and I think our uh, <laughs> general manager, Mira Mollick, would absolutely love this. Maybe we can give this to her to try. Give <laughs> well, a stamp try to of get approval. her a real can of beer, though. Okay. okay. And then there was the popcorn-flavored jelly beans. Oh, Right. Oh. You know, they have all these wonderful – and it's in a, yeah. you know, it looks like a uh, the movie theater popcorn. Yeah, 
that's so cute. Container, right? All right, I'm going to hold that up there for the people that are watching on our NachumSiegel.com uh, uh, video presentation right. this morning. Um, that is really cute. Okay. There's so many and nice other mini. ones. We got it. I got Tabasco. Tabasco. These taste like Tabasco. Did, it, did you try these? I have not. Yeah, I'm not, I don't like crazy I, I, I hot. Like, I like robust with flavor. I don't like burn you heat. Yeah, I don't want my, my tongue to good, burn off. good. Garlic's good, all that. Peppery. I, I, I don't like burn eat heat. that Chateaubriand over there. And they came out with... Okay, what have we got? Okay, I, I'm gonna, I only brought on the gator one, okay? These are also from Jelly Belly. It's a oh. gummy, depending on what your theme is. These are good for the They have Florida all kinds folk. of interesting things. Um, I, I didn't think it was appropriate to show some of them. They had like a tarantula. Oh, that's and they scary. Had, uh, so, so again, depending a, on what your theme is, we're going to have all gator, kinds of... an alligator-shaped uh, jelly bean, okay? It's huge. It's about half a foot. Probably, at least. Yeah, it's right? about a half a foot. It feels nice and squishy. I'm a bit of a sucker for jelly candy, <laughs> considering I don't have such a sweet so, tooth. There's, there's, there's so many cute items that we that we um, that we found, and we we have, they, we have them in stock already. In fact, uh, my guys are standing by in the minute the show is over. Purim is being set up in yeah. this in this big so area. So this is at uh, quarter past right, ten by, on right. a Friday morning, and by quarter to eleven, well, this set quite. will be packed down, and there will be Purim in the store. It, it'll it'll take us a couple hours. I just hours, want to thank we'll you guys for holding off on Purim. Right. Set up to host Table for Two. No problem. You're part of our staff. You're part yeah. of our family. Thank you're you. part of the team. And Thank we're glad you. to have you here. Thank you. Okay. Now, All right. What, what has he got next in his bag of tricks? Let's go We've got about five minutes left of wrap-up. Okay. So we'll talk a few minutes about Pesach and some yeah. of the things that I found. since, I, since I basically I'm the only person shopping. gets so excited. <laughs> well, I don't know how many of these items are going to work. Some things, I guess, will be good for you as a chef. Um, but we'll just highlight some of the things that are available. Uh, you know, as you go through the store and you think, you know, from years past, there was what we have today is that we basically have everything, everything you could possibly want. You have Kosher the Pesach. Yeah, even bread rolls. Uh, there are bread rolls. I don't. I personally, we don't bring them here in the store. Right. I just. I think there's a line. Okay. <laughs> and 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 when I saw Kosher the Pesach sliced bread. It said Passover bread. I said, okay, I think you guys just stepped over the, the line. line. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I just, I, I can't you. bring myself to go there. Okay. Um, but as uh, obviously here in the store, we'll have some of our concessions will be kosher the Pesach, and anyone if you want if you want to cook, we'll have every ingredient you could imagine. Um, if you you want it all done for you, achapanash uh, and asis will be kosher the Pesach, and yep. they'll have they'll have the full menu available for Pesach. So um, from foods with with crumbs, you know, I don't want to call it breading, okay? Crumbs, we call, crumbs. Them we call them Pesach crumbs. crumbs. Leia Shapira from right. cookkosher.com. And author all the fabulous cookbooks. She has a Pesach cookbook. She calls it Pesach crumbs. Sometimes you need that crunch. Right. I mean, there's so many varieties of them today. They even have uh, we even have panko, uh, which which is uh, it's and a, that's great. It's kosher Pesach, and I use it all year for gluten free. Chef Jeff probably. Yeah, is, right? Chef yeah. Jeff Gourmet. Yeah, Jeff Nathan one. from Abigail's. And um, I saw I saw actually like real chunks of like like um, uh, salad croutons. Yeah, mini mandolin, you have mini mandolin, but now someone came up with. Salad croutons, and I'm not going to call them bread croutons because yeah, they're not. No. But they wisely called them salad croutons, and therefore, because they didn't use the B word, okay, uh, you know, I'll allow it. Um, you have to get under Howie's. You yeah, know. right. You have to fly under the radar. <laughs> under yeah, the radar. Right. right exactly. Um, one of the companies that, that we've had we've had gluten free matzah um, for a good few years already. Yeah, yeah. And then then. Matzah Yehuda came out last year with a few different varieties, three different flavors. Um, 
which are matzah-style crackers. One of the companies, actually, Goldbaum's, actually called it a shahakal matzah. And being that this year you have such a long chalamite and people are going to be traveling, and I guess not always will people have access to washing hamotzi for, for a, 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 a matzah, but if someone is traveling or if they're in an office and they can't necessarily wash and so on, you have a, a real, they called it a shahakal matzah, which I thought was really, really nice because it's calling it exactly what it is. And there shouldn't, anyone, no one should make a mistake that, um, that when you're buying these gluten-free matzahs that they're good for the Seder because they're really not. So you really have to be careful. Someone who's gluten-free, there are gluten-free matzahs, which some of the boxes actually say you can use it for the Seder. For someone that has that, uh, the health issue and they do need the gluten-free, then they should ask their rub and so on. But otherwise, these matzahs are really not for the Seder. Um, uh, two years ago, there was an introduction in the market of almond flour for Pesach. Last year, it really took off. And, almond flour, I uh, use it in cookies during the year. It's and, fabulous. And this year, I saw a lot. Of, there's a lot of it out there, and and because there's a uh, a bounty and there's competition, the prices have come down on it a little bit, which yeah, is nice. It's, it's Considering the pricey. almonds have gone up, I, I'm I'm seeing that there there are deals available. So okay. you know, we were able to snag some. Um, I pushed safflower oil in the store. I did it last year. Yes. It was the only oil yes. I featured in my ad because. It's, it's just healthy. a healthier oil. Healthy oil. And consumers have have um, have uh, gone from the safflower from Pesach into a whole year. My safflower oil business has gone up significantly because of it. And I feel like I introduced people to a healthier... Is coconut oil kosher Pesach? Coconut unrefined. Okay. Unrefined. You'll, and you'll, I'm let looking us for know, you'll let us know because a lot of us cook with... Coconut uh, oil. Coconut I, I will or have. Dark fat, one or the other. It, it'll be, <laughs> if I can get my hands on the unrefined coconut oil yep. uh, spectrum, is, uh, is Kosala Pesach. You'll let us know. It. We'll get right. it, the word out to right. the people because right. I know a lot of people. All right, we've got about a minute left, Howie. One, one more. One, one more. more product. How about Sriracha sauce? Sriracha. Pesach. Oh, Pesach. I cannot have Pesach without Sriracha. Right, what would you do? What did we do any, before it? Right? I'm putting, putting my chicken soup on top of my matzo balls. It's crazy. <laughs> And last but not last least, least okay, one of the most requested items I have here in the is store is roll, a decent is edible diet peach iced tea. Diet peach iced tea. Iced tea for Pesach, okay? <laughs> I didn't even realize that was an issue. That it the, the, Well, the amount of Snapple that we, we move here, there's a, a tremendous lot. demand. Okay, let's hold that and up. And I'm going to hold this one up. This one is not the diet because the guys in my office devoured it in about 60 seconds. <laughs> this one is called Nice Tea. Nice Tea. It's from tea. Geffen. They have okay. it regular and they have it on a diet. And I, I will tell you that I did sample the diet. It was actually very drinkable. It if we had good. time, I would ask you to pour me a glass, but we are wrapping it up right now. Thank you so much, You're Howie. Again, thank you for coming in, and I think that uh, the next show will have to be after Pesach. Because the next show is for sure after Pesach. I can count the Pesach. minutes till lich benching. Okay. <laughs> and, All the best. And thank you very much for coming. We have music uh, sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until lich benching. So everyone stick, stick around to the Nachum Siegel Network and bop along to the music that we have got here. Thank you, everyone, so much for coming. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Thank you for coming. Have a great week. Happy cooking. Okay.